Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 119, episode 2 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially off the top, fuck the Coke brothers and their Coke industries on Fuck Fox News. It's Tuesday, February 4th, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Hey, Jack O'Brien, what's it like to be so litty? I was looking miles away, but then your singing voice, it hit me, sacre blue. Jack Maine can't keep as well on tune. I swear it's true. Oh, it's crooning Jack O'B. Oh, it's crooning Jack O'B. All right, courtesy of Trite Gang. Just TDZ AKAs, and I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co host, Mr. Miles Gray! Give it to Miles Gravy! Uh huh, uh huh! And all the daily say I'm pretty fly for the Zeitgeist. Yeah. Oh, I've had a few iterations on that one, but uh, thanks to Travis. Trevornovich, Trevornich, Trevornich, 51 mm, uh-huh. on Twitter. Yeah. See, the, the cold brew hasn't hit yet. Yeah. Can't even read. No, I, th- I think that is actually, I was looking at his uh, Twitter handle, and that's correct. That's how it's pronounced. Those, <laughs> Thank you so much. Those three words that you tried. Uh, do you think you'll ever be able to say 2020 normally? No. I've noticed, I think every show we've done in this new year, it's been, we've been like 20. Because I always want to say 2000 just because I got in that rhythm of saying 2019. 2018, 2017. Because we've been doing the show for so damn long. Yeah. yeah. So I uh, am officially, I have my parents' note, I am excused from having to say 2020, even though 2020 sounds weird. It does to you? Uh, 2020? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. All right. Just trying to see where you're at. 2020. I don't know. Just want to get in that big old head of yours. Mm-hmm. Walk around a little Walk bit. Walk around a little <laughs> bit. Stomp around a little bit. Uh, Miles. Ah. We just came back uh, from Portland. Oh, man. Had a great time. Great time. Sold out show. Uh, and now we are headed to the great city. Uh, I believe it's called the Big Apple. Brooklyn at the Bell House know, Is Brooklyn February technically 12th. the new, It's a borough. Where the Big Apple at, as Biggie used to say. <laughs> Where Big Apple at. <laughs> hey, spread love. It's the Big Apple way. Yes. Uh, yeah. Where are we going to be? Bell House. Hey. February 12th. Washington, D.C., February 13th at the Miracle Theater. Minneapolis, February 25th at the Parkway Theater. Chicago, February 27th at Sleeping Village. And, of Toronto. course, the grand <laughs> finale, Toronto. 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 Sorry, there we go. Yeah, it was, I was we we were saying Toronto, and that's apparently. I was saying incorrect. Toronto. Toronto. I didn't know if I was Toronto. Saying... Yeah, uh, we're doing that February twenty eighth at the Great Hall, one Man, of the best halls. That venue looks. These venues look almost too professional for our show. In oh, a way, I'm kind of nervous, but please come out. Uh, absolutely, definitely too professional. Although this show is, uh, you know, it's going to show you a side of the zeitgeist you've never seen. There's audio, side of us you've there's never visual, seen. there's uh, audiovisual elements. We also, uh, I think, we also reveal some truths about ourselves. Oh yeah, the show. yes yeah. we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for tickets, go to dailyzeitgeist.com and go to live appearances tab. And by the way. Uh, just buy the tickets from the the vendor. Don't buy it from any 
person Third on parties. Facebook. Uh, somebody got scammed at the Portland show. Uh, so, yeah, be careful out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented Carl Hess. Oh, my God. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for waiting hey, hey. patiently while we got through all that stuff. I was just enjoying the banter. It's just a pleasure to see. Great oh, day banter. Thank you, thank you. You guys have great voices, too. I forgot how much singing was involved with this show. It's just it's really, I love to see it. Yeah. Uh, that, that means so much. Uh, because that is truly my aspiration, actually. <laughs> uh, I feel like now that I nailed that AKA, I can reveal to all our listeners. How much singing is in the live show? Is there a, you guys, oh, oh, just man. wait and see. There is <laughs> Folks, you got to see the show. That I, uh, I, I smash. It goes, he goes out of body. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it, to How, the point where I don't even do an AKA. I'm like, you know what? Let, yeah. let the man that was shine. Too let good. the man shine. Yeah. He let was him shine. too... On in the pocket, uh, I think is how it's been described to me. I don't like I said, I don't remember it. I go out of body, right. You black, black out, out. You come to come covered to. in sweat. Yeah, everyone's cheering, and you're Carrying like, I've done it again. On their shoulders, I've fucking done it again. Uh, Carl, how have you been, man? I've what's, been, what's I've been new great. With you? I mean, you know, just trying to uh, trying to stay sane in this crazy world of ours. Hey, you said day by it, day. brother. Uh, yeah, day by day. You know, uh, I think we all just you know like like any of us just been spending too much time online. You know, it's easy to just kind of just feel like wow mm-hmm. what am i doing with my life yeah being online is the only thing that i hate but i'm like better do it for five hours to make sure <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. yep okay still hate it got it oh is the, it and the day is over cool ah, still bad still cool bad. still very bad mm. probably gonna do it some more yeah well we're about to do it some more in a moment uh we're also gonna get to know you a little bit better hell yeah uh first we're gonna tell our listeners what they should uh be freaking out about uh, so they don't have to go online and find out. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about ghost kitchens. Mm-hmm. Miles, you're going to explain what that means to me? These virtual kitchens, bro. Mm. They're out here. They're out here for sure. Haunting uh, us, these damn ghost kitchens. We're going to do our latest update on the impeachment. Still uh, I'm talking about impeaching this creep. Oh, my God. No I good. didn't even know. I love that. Uh, <laughs> I love that beat. Let me just say, I love that beat. Girl, I'm talking about impeaching this creep. One more time. Yeah. There it is. So just hit, hit so him with good. it. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the Iowa caucuses. I didn't know what caucusing was necessarily. Uh, I didn't realize how, uh, like cartoonishly, are you with me? Then come stand mm-hmm. in my strange group. system. They yeah, got over very there. strange system. Glad it's what we let determine. <laughs> right. A lot of power. Time. Just the most <laughs> yeah. important thing ever. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about children's books being a new form of Trump protest. Mm. We're going to talk. About uh, the Super Bowl, that happened. Uh, we're gonna give out some winners and losers, gang. Wow. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk in particular about the Budweiser Super Bowl commercial. Uh, but first, Carl, we like to ask our guests what's something from your search history that's revealing about who you are. Um, well, you know, think a lot about politics, Trump, his antics, and uh, you know. I don't think Trump is the worst president. I think W is still the worst. Mm, but uh, I was thinking how vulgar Trump is. Mm. And then I remembered this story that I heard. So I Googled it. And it's fucking true. Uh, Lyndon Johnson, once while asked uh, why we were in Vietnam, he took out his dick yeah. to a group of reporters and said, that's why. And I was just thinking, like, Trump hasn't done anything to match that. Whipping yeah. out your dick to a group of reporters—I mean, that is mm-hmm. that's god tier. 
Yeah, it was like back at a time. That that was something he liked to do. Yes, apparently he had a huge dick, which he called yeah, Jumbo. Jumbo, yeah. right? Um, he one time- Wait, uh, his name for his dick was yes. Jumbo? Yeah, he called his dick Jumbo. <laughs> yes. Which like gives off more of like a clown right. sort of like yeah, circus right. vibe. Like It's a friendly name, though. You're right. like, Jumbo's yeah. here. Jumbo, okay, hey. hey yeah, Jumbo. Sure, he's huge, but he's gentle. <laughs> right. Um, he whipped it out- uh, I think I, I don't know if I had heard that specific instance. I know that he made a, a journalist who was critical of him like sit with him and talk to him as he was taking a shit. Yes, he would do that to aides and people as a power yeah. trip. Like he's in the you know White House presidential right. bathroom taking a shit. He's like, "Come in here. I'm yeah. gonna like dress you down yeah. while I'm shitting." And then one time he during a meeting like used just asked one of his Secret Service agents, I think it was, to stand. In front of him and peed on him, dude. Linden, man. Well, like, at, but used him like a tree that he was peeing Li- behind. Linden. And so when somebody was like, "What are you doing?" He was like, "It's my prerogative, son." Yeah, he would whip yeah, it out to piss wow. a lot, and yeah. uh, he would also he would often be like, if you were pissing next to him, be like, "Get a look, get a look at this. You ever seen anything yeah, yeah. like this? It's yeah, jumbo, baby. Right. <laughs> so For an extra nickel, you can upgrade your jumbo. <laughs> right. LBJ was, on a whole other level. Yeah. I mean, Trump could never." It was at a time, it was a different time. When he was a brazen man. The too. media would cover up for a president. Yeah. Like they had I mean, just gotten done covering up for all of JFK's exactly. uh, mistresses. Right. And then, you know. They probably like, thought it was cute. They're like, equivalent. he's doing the jumbo thing uh, again. He's right. We love it. We all love it. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Uh, we were talking about this a little bit beforehand. Uh, I think sweet uh, Jewel Pod flavors, wildly overrated. All the popular flavors are sweet. I think there should be savory jewel pods. Let's get let's get some adult <laughs> ass jewel pod flavor. Okay. I would fuck with an eggs benedict jewel pod. Okay, and it would be del- you'd be like, really taste that hollandaise. It's delicious. <laughs> it would be so good. Why is everything now? Are jewel pods that uh, accurate to like what their target uh, taste I mean, is? That I like, like the cool cucumber. I'm not a huge uh, vaping guy, but you know, occasionally, uh-huh. you know, right. You're vaping uh, right now. I'm vaping right now. I can't you guys see your can't face. See. Your head oh, is God, just... I'm in flavor country. Yeah. Here we are. Your head is just a cloud of vapor. Um, <laughs> Often I'll hit a friend's and it'll be like cloyingly sweet cotton candy flavor or something. Oh, and really? Like, this is disgusting. You smoke this all day? Like, what are you, a child? You want right. cotton candy flavor in your mouth? Are 24- your friends children? I, you know, I hang out. I have a, I have a disparate age <laughs> yeah. range. I have a because crew. They my, did, my crew is, uh, you know, it's it's diverse. They did pull some of those back. I know Jewel did because they're yeah, like they got trying in trouble. to be the apple of nicotine. That's the other thing. If you want teens to stop juuling, just make just fucking liver and onions. They're not going to want to fuck with that. <laughs> yeah. Be like, this is mm, this is yeah. heavy gravy. Liver I like this gravy. <laughs> they're like they did not but soak they, this. They did pull it back, right? Like mango I guess they was pulled did. off the yeah. market and mint. Like I think it was all of the ones except for that's what happened. The ones that taste like yeah. shit. The Jewels like yeah. shit flavored basically right, exactly. tobacco flavored you're still gonna smoke it you fucking <laughs> oh, come I on love you it. pigs <laughs> oh, i love just stuffing thanksgiving stuffing oh yeah oh my god i would fuck with stuffing so hard yeah. i don't even need it to have nicotine plus it would be great for la no one wants to eat carbs you just vape the stuffing yeah zero, right. zero carbs yeah. boom done there it is but how would they get the flavor right? I feel like you need some carb. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> right. Do you get carb? How do you how do you vaporize carbs? Right. Like my, uh, the, I think the high water mark for like pill form flavor is probably the Jelly Belly like popcorn. Yes. Or like everyone, you know, those, they like, nailed that. Yeah, the uh, gourmet jelly beans popcorn. where you're just like you you almost have like an out of body right. weird like the, experience where you're like wait. 
Willy Wonka and the Chocolate yeah, Factory that's, shit. That's a, that one tastes like buttered popcorn. Yeah, it really does. It really, like you've never had popcorn. that one? I don't like jelly beans because, like, usually the I, it's not even that the okay. flavors. I didn't usually, know you were anti-bean. Okay. No, no. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, you know, experiment here and there. But, like, back in the day, it would just <laughs> I experimented be, in college. Sure, yeah, we all did. Co- flip a couple beans. Pop a couple beans <laughs> here and there. Right. Right. Wait, pop what are we talking about? Just, oh, um, okay, well. So now, no, I mean, like, the flavors would just be, like, Watermelon, just flavors I never liked. Right, I the watermelon one was good. To, I liked, but now hearing that you're both unanimously, you were like, "Oh, yep, it's yep. just worth really, like having one." Yeah, it it's really, like a magic trick. It really tastes like it. They know and that. I'm sure people are going to be like, "You're you're fucking up," and there's another one that's better or something like that. The but, bean heads are coming for you. Yeah, the online. Bean heads, yeah. you fucked up. Uh, but where? So you have experienced uh, the magic that is. The butter popcorn jelly jelly belly. Yeah, imagine that in vape form. That'd be delicious. Yeah. What? Where does Jewel fall? Like, what with regards to like approximating that? Because mm. cucumber is a very. Specific I really only taste. like the cucumber, and yeah, cucumber seems easy to replicate. Does it? So okay. I think the cucumber is good. Yeah, that's my favorite All one. Right. Uh, what is something you think is underrated? Um, lately I've been really getting into cottage cheese. I think it's wow. a wildly underrated cheese, yeah, and okay. I think it has a stigma. Probably because like all our moms used to like eat it on like a slice of tomato for some reason, or at least my mom did. Yeah. yeah so you're like, that's food. a mom thing. That's What's going food, on? Right. I don't I don't fuck with that. But like getting back into it, it's so good. It's basically like if it was socially acceptable to eat a bowl of cream cheese. Mm. You can't do that because right. of society. But yeah. you can eat a bowl of cottage cheese and every you know, and that's totally fine. Is what? it bad for you like cream no, cheese? No. I, I don't Think I mean it's sure it's like a it has like a weird consistency. There's it's like right. lumpy. Yeah, you I have would to say overcome my the main lumpiness. issues with cottage cheese are the consistency and that it tastes bad. Uh, but <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> you got to revisit me. it. Right. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I might have been colored yeah. by my early childhood. That was yeah, that was a thing that like everything. It was like the seventies had put everything into a jello mold. Right. And then the eighties had sure. just cottage if you eat something with cottage cheese, you're going to be healthy. And that's the thing. It was like a nineties low fat thing. So a lot of the cottage cheese we tried as kids or were exposed to was low fat milk. I'm talking right. full fat cottage cheese. Cottage cheese. Ooh. It's delicious. What do you eat it huh. with? I I do savory I'm a savory guy. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, I do that. black pepper and onions. Yeah, I'm a savory daddy, yeah. as we've covered. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I do black pepper and olive oil. Oh, on it, what on what kind of delivery mechanism? Just in a bowl, straight up spooning Ooh, it in. Wow, it's so good. Huh. And I wait, you know, black pepper and olive oil on cottage mm-hmm. cheese. Now that might be the thing that I was missing. I was always yes. thinking of it as a sweet thing, exactly, like akin to yogurt. We're going to savory. We're going savory. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can that do like fruit, huh. like a yogurt, like a berries situation. Yeah, and uh, is it cold when you eat it? Yes, right yeah. out of the fridge. Right sure. out of the fridge. Yeah, <laughs> like a it's hot refreshing. Bowl of cheese. <laughs> that is, <laughs> it's a refreshing cheese. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, try it, try it out. I've had Give it so spin. much wrong about cottage cheese. I feel like maybe I have the temperature wrong. I'm here to help. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want, you don't want, uh, you don't want lukewarm cheese. Right. Nobody wants that. Wow. Well, speak for yourself. Uh, <laughs> My recipe is leave it out in the sun Cheese they're on. I actually love warm cheese, so. I like to have somebody hold it in their mouth for a little bit. <laughs> Just keep it, bring it right up to body temp. Is it room temp? All right, hit All me. Right. Room temp or body temp? Uh, and finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Um, I get into this discussion when I have a few drinks, I'm at a party, and someone brings it up. I've had this argument so many times, but I'm here to have it yet again. Different types of alcohol do not affect you differently. 
Huh. It's not true. It's never been true. Everybody thinks it, and it's just wrong. Huh. Ethanol is ethanol. It's the same in any intoxicating beverage, wine, beer, liquor, whatever. It's processed by your body exactly the same. The only thing that changes is the rate of absorption, which is mostly affected by how much food you have in your stomach. Because alcohol immediately crosses into your bloodstream through your stomach lining. So uh, what you have in your stomach actually is the biggest factor for how fast and how drunk you get and how fast you get drunk. But does it affect affect hangovers? Because... In my no, experience, no, it doesn't. It doesn't? I, there's no physiological basis for different types of alcohol being broken. They're, they're all broken down exactly the same. Huh. Alcohol is metabolized in your liver. doesn't matter what it's in. It's, it's metabolized exactly the same, no matter the source. That's weird. But there is the question of the placebo effect, because we all know the placebo effect is real. Right. People can take a pill that does nothing and actually get better because they think they're going to get better. So if you go into drinking tequila thinking, oh, I'm going to get crazy because I'm drinking tequila, then, you know, you might get crazy because you thought you were going to. your experience a certain way exactly. before it happens. But there's no physiological basis. But, you know, we have to allow for the placebo effect because it's real. A lot of uh, um, strip clubs don't serve tequila. Sure. For that per- well, you know perceived what it is. Wi- uh, wildness uh, that it inspires out of people. Rate of absorption has to do with ways that you take it in. So wine, if you're sipping it, you're going to absorb a lot slower than if you're taking a tequila shot. A lot of people have a night in college or when they're young where they do some shots of tequila. They get hammered because they're doing shots, and then they're like, tequila makes me wild. It's like, no, just taking shots gets you right. very drunk because you're very taking quickly. a lot of alcohol. Yeah, take a shot of anything, you're going to get fucking drunk. Huh. I've heard that uh, vodka gives less hangover. Because so that it's... is there's a there's something called congeners, which are right. in dark alcohol, which comes from the wood. Uh, right. You know, whiskey is brown because it's aged in barrels. Right. Whiskey comes out of the still. It's clear. Right. And it's aged and it mellows the flavor. So there are people who are um, susceptible. Yes. Yeah, sensitive the to the congeners. So that is a factor if you're drinking Clear alcohol versus a, a dark alcohol. So more broadly, it's the idea that alcohol is processed the same no matter what. And right. then then we get into these variables underneath. But it, right. like the congener could affect your hangover, not how drunk how or drunk, how, right, right, how right, you would right, act yeah. while you're drunk. There's not different types of drunks. Right. Uh, I got on a whiskey drunk exactly. last night and exactly. can't, can't be trusted for what happened. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's fascinating. And there's actually not a lot of hard data about it because it's like, I guess scientists aren't. You know, devoting yeah. themselves, right. devoting like, to this important right. work. This is a perfect liquor to drink. Uh, <laughs> but it is, it is fascinating, and it is. People have all these preconceived notions about how they act on different alcohol. It's I yeah. find it fascinating. Yeah, um, gin makes me sad. It's like you might just be sad. <laughs> uh, it's not the gin, right. my guy. Well, yeah, and I'm sure there's also like complex issues because you're taking a psychoactive substance sure. and then you know bringing in all your preconceived notions about yes. what that sub- substance does to you it's the power of the mind right man. and then also yeah placebo effect mm-hmm. and also you know like what what your experiences right. are with I've had this argument particular... drunk at a party so many yeah. times I'm like you're fucking wrong man the <laughs> science isn't there right uh, but yeah, it's a fascinating subject all around. It is. Uh, all right, let's talk about ghost kitchens. Miles, mm-hmm. what the fuck are those? Okay, if you ever use you see them a lot on these delivery apps, like Seamless, Uber Eats. There's this whole thing where it'll be seem like seemingly a restaurant you've never heard of, but they're offering you all kinds of like food out of this thing. So like this idea of a virtual kitchen, basically a restaurant has a lot of overhead because you have dine-in guests and you, you're re- like your rent and stuff all factors into opening a restaurant, whereas a virtual kitchen is purely built to just send food out of. 
There's no dine-in guests. It's just there to be a kitchen that churns out all kinds of food. Huh. And because the, a lot of these food delivery apps have become so popular, a lot of people are like, maybe my business makes more sense just to be sending food out than actually having dine-in guests. And this has become the idea of the ghost kitchen, virtual kitchen has gotten more and more popular. Um, but I think one of the reasons is a flexibility in like the kind of rent you have to pay because you don't need a storefront. And also you can cook like all kinds of cuisine out of one kitchen. Right. Like you can have, like, there's a spot by me that is normally a Thai restaurant, but they also send wings out of there too. And like flatbread stuff. I love that. Though. Yeah. And it's just, sm- it's a smarter way to like use your facilities. Right. But now it's like, it's getting to the point where the rent's low. These buildings or these uh, businesses are becoming more popular. People are like, Okay, how do we like also go into places that aren't being used and just start building out a lot of test kitchens? So there's like SBE, who has a lot of restaurants, a uh, mm. hospitality company, and then this other retail developer uh, called the Simon uh, Property Group. And yeah. there's like a hotel company. They're they basically own the Indiana Pacers. Oh, they do? Yeah. Fantastic. So huh, we're all on the same page. Dark here. money's getting Dark, into yeah. ghost yeah, kitchen. Exactly. Into ghost kitchen, big ghost kitchen. <laughs> so they're planning on opening like 200 delivery only kitchens by the end of next year. And they're looking at places like unused retail spaces, storage areas, mall parking lots, abandoned storage malls. Storage areas Crazy. is so bleak. They're right. just like, here, get in there. You're yeah. in there plotting out your conspiracy, and next right. door they're making pad thai. You're yeah. like, I'm trying to do my red yarn in <laughs> like, here, guys. Yeah, Come right. on. Yeah. It's like, right. It smells great. What is that? <laughs> Galanga? What's, is, is there like a ghost kitchen success story that's like they, they started out in a – Sewer drain. I mean, I, the first time I read about like a year or two ago, it was like I was reading about restaurants in San Francisco that were basically the rent was so high for them. They're right. like, we still get a lot of orders, but we don't. It, there's, it's hard for us to survive as a dine-in location. Yeah, labor is a big part of the expenses when you're doing yeah. restaurants. So it's like, you know, ghost kitchen model makes sense if you can do it, depending on yeah and what it is. And I think you know, it's. it's you, more and more, like I just see restaurants I've never just heard of. And it's I'm so like, weird when oh, you go right. on those apps. You're like, "What is this place?" Yeah, you're like, "I don't know." Suddenly, like, I need to trust like pizza and shawarma. Go on. Yeah. When the uh, when the Thai restaurant by your place uh, sends out or like advertises their wings and their flatbread, do they do it under a different like yeah heading? Right, it will, and then there'll be a note saying like it's actually in partnership or something with this other restaurant. Ah, I've also heard about someone was telling me about like restaurant poaching, where uh, so a customer called this restaurant and was like, oh, like where's my order? I order it, and they were like, we don't, we don't like do orders. Like this is a dining only restaurant, and apparently someone had taken that restaurant's name, was using it on these apps. With a totally different menu. Wow. Just, I guess, because of the name recognition. What? So then the guy called the actual restaurant. He's like, where's my order? And they're like, what are you talking about? Right. He's like, I ordered from, you know, on Seamless or whatever. So now there's, like, weird shit going on out yeah. there. Yeah. I'm sure there's all these, these like, spooky, just spooky restaurant stories. <laughs> shadow economies that are just popping up everywhere because of how fast technology is advancing. Yeah. Yeah. And, I just like know. the idea of an old abandoned mall food court just brought back to life. Right. Yeah. Go, but all the retail spaces not being used. Right. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, let's talk briefly about impeachment. Girl, uh, I'm talking about impeaching this creep. Not a whole <laughs> lot of uh, updates to where we were 
Um, yesterday, uh, there, there might be some, but as of this recording, not, not a whole lot new other than that, you know, the Senate has officially concluded that, uh, he's basically guilty of what the Democrats accused him of. I for one, I'm, sho- I'm shocked personally. Right. I, I can't believe that yeah. was Lamar Alexander's decision. You know, yeah, he did it, but it's not bad enough to impeach. And then Marco Rubio said, uh, it might be bad enough to impeach, but it's not bad enough to remove him from office. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So everyone knows it's bad now. Right. That's the most that's the most Republicans have moved through the entire process when being nah nah to right. Yeah, that was bad. Right. Right. But, but nothing else. But eh, no right. follow up. Shru- but shrug emoji. Yes. Shrug emoji is is the official stance of the GOP right sure. now. Um and Trump is still on his perfect phone call uh, shit. So that's, you know, three different standards. It there. really is funny to describe a phone call as perfect. Like Trump yeah. has his moments of being unintentionally like hilarious. Yeah. Oh, like nonstop. The only time that's I think- what's so disarming and like <laughs> difficult about him right. is he's just nonstop. Like the, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl thing, but like oh that my God. is. Unbelievable. That's classic shit. Michael Scott. That's like, classic shit. Couldn't do it better. I uh, don't think you could. The when he's on, he's on. I would ever uh, describe a phone call as perfect. Maybe I was in sixth grade and it was about telling a girl I liked her. Right. Wow. Or like That's asked a ballsy to a move. dance. Or be like, we go to dance. And Landline like, shit. It was perfect, dude. <laughs> it was perfect. She said yes. I hung up immediately. I immediately. <laughs> yeah, I called you, shit. dog. What are you watching? Cops <laughs> oh, on Fox right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm watching too. Like, that's the all, I don't understand. Again, we've also talked about this plenty of times. That how could a p- phone call be perfect? Right. Uh, but you know, this but, is where we are. Yeah. So they're essential. Essentially, they're saying just let the people vote in the election that he is. They now admit clearly guilty of cheating at by abusing his presidential power in a manner that exceeds Watergate. By the way. Yeah. So. Which is supposed to be like their party's great shame. Watergate was like quaint now by yeah. like modern standards. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. They took up some files. Um, you shredded them. Aww. Yeah. The but- whole thing with this though, too, is again the the actions of the Republicans is just. I, I don't even know what planet we're on anymore. Because here's the thing: even if you're if they're all willing to say, yeah, that's wrong, right? Then what are you gonna do to do? Then do something, right? It can't just end with. Yeah, yeah, that's wrong. End of. Like, are there, you know, there have been talks of adding some kind of, like, amendments, something to say that, oh, actually, a president cannot do this anymore. We get it. Yeah. That's basically what they're saying. Okay, we get it. But, what he did is wrong. Yeah, but that's where you have to say, even as, like, the mechanics of leadership, if you're seeing something that is, you know, uh, a deficiency that's occurring within the system, right? how are you going to address that? Obviously, that's... Uh, <laughs> That's very idealistic for me to think that they would do something about it, given the all kinds of issues we're looking at. But if they wanted to have some sense or some semblance of like, uh, like doing some, having their taking their oaths seriously, their oaths seriously, that you would say something like, "Yeah, that's wrong, and we should do this to correct that." Oathbreakers, the lot of them. Yeah. Right. Um, The mainstream media is basically covering this or were over the weekend covering the fact that the Republicans voted to not hear from any witnesses as the witness vote tanking, which suggests like Democrats failed to do something. Right. Like they 
Yeah. Well, it's politics and one side won, so... Uh, I like that phrasing. It's like yeah. like a movie at the box office. Like, right. ah, this vote, I don't know. <laughs> this vote bombed, man. I don't right. know what happened. Yeah. Anyway, what's next? Uh, what else? What's yeah. going on with Stormy Daniels? <laughs> yeah. As opposed to one side just changing the rules of the argument at the end and being like, yeah, but none, none of it matters. Again, the stakes are, it's, you know, it's half, I'm afraid of Trump's base. Also, we the Republicans know that the clock is running on like how long they can pretend like the clock is running on how long they can legitimately contain their power. Right. And well, I don't know, maybe the, that actually the clock has run out. Actually, right. when you look at all the actions, sure. when you look at all the, you know, restrictive oh, yeah. voter laws and things like that and purging right. voter rules. But this is this, this whole thing, all of this is motivated out of like, this is it. Like we can't, if we give them this, then we're done. But fully. I also think that like, if he was actually, I mean, we all knew he was never going to be removed, but like just the whole impeachment thing, like I haven't really been paying attention to it because it's like, I think I knew at the end of the road he wasn't going to be removed. So I was like, why pay attention? But also like for Trump's base, like he could, he could be impeached like that. They're not going to turn against him. Like right. if anything, they, he's like a martyr now. Like, yeah. oh, the, there's this, the, the, you know, crooked Democrats, you know, there's they, this unspoken thing in the mainstream media where they talk about how much of a waking nightmare it would be if he were removed. Yeah, from exactly. Office what? Then we that, have President Pence. Like, well, you know, right. But there, I, th- I think they're like suggesting, and I think it would actually happen that there would be like armed. Oh my God. Uprisings. Yeah. Who and knows, like people. Yeah. yeah like the they would Q, definitely get a lot of, think about what the Q supporters would do. Um, but it's like that's gonna happen. Like you, if you think anyway, right? Like it's, it's gonna happen anyway. Election. It's gonna like uh, imagine at some point he will no longer be president, and then what? What happens to MAGA world when right. they're they're looking down? What up? happens when he during the general election is like the Democrats uh, hacked the voting machines? Yes, right. You know something like that. Yeah, and also not to mention the huge risk of life uh, that. We incur having a president that is this incompetent, like at the head. Oh, he's of falling the apart. Army. He is falling apart yeah. mentally. Uh, but he's crushing it at those uh, rallies. Dude, he has like <laughs> have you? I don't. So that chunk he has about the dishwashers and the toilets, it's like stand up. He has like a five minute chunk. Yeah. On yeah. To- he goes into that toilet dishwasher chunk and it is he killing it. Folks, for ten flushes, people are counting along with yeah. him. Like it is wild. One, two, three. He's up four, there yeah. murdering. I'm like, uh, wow. Yeah. I, I don't like him, but I respect the bit. I respect the bit as a comedian. Like, <laughs> and solid the bit ten is minutes. just that uh, people take big shits. Right, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. and environmentally friendly toilets <laughs> right. can't handle. I it. love it. And then he's like, not right. me, not, not me. me. But you my do. shits are huge. Right. Uh, as are your shits, people. My my shits are smooth. Um, He's like, it's that, uh, I think you should leave now sketch where the toilet's only got a right. fart-sized hole in him these days. <laughs> He's a huge fan of that show. It surprising. loved him, Robinson. Yeah, it loved so him. so funny. Uh, all right. So on the Democratic side, uh, it seems like, you know, it's all over but the caucusing in Iowa. Uh, I just said that like Dennis Miller for yeah, some reason. Babe. De- the- caucusing, <laughs> Caucusing. Well, I, I'm not going to say who I think is going to win because it will probably come back and buy, already be by out the second. Well, by the time uh, by the people time hear this, oh, the, right. the caucuses have happened. Um, but Bernie won. There was a last second swing to Biden uh, by 200,000 transit workers mm. or a transit union with 200,000 people in it. That's not good. Uh, on the basis of electability, oh, uh, they went from Bernie to Biden. Um, it's just a 
it's this weird recursive like just, what does that even mean like well yeah it's that's the only, you need an abstract argument because on the right. on the you're facts right. you can't really say much yeah you're like but, well what about your vote on the iraq war right right yeah what about it but uh, even just the idea that biden is somehow more electable than bernie it's like he's his record like we've already seen what happens when you you do an establishment candidate with a terrible record and all this stuff that you know Trump can use as fodder. Right. You can't run someone who he can be like draining in the swamp, corruption, all this. He's just going to do that shit again. Right. Also, Biden's a huge liability. Can you imagine the ammo that like the mandate, perceived mandate Republicans think would think they have if Biden was elected? Right. And what that, how that, con- I mean, they're they're going to be obstructionist with anyone. Right. But like, I think it was Joni Ernst or one of them was like, oh yeah, well, we'd impeach Biden right away. It's like, oh my God, what right. the fuck are y'all talking about? Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I, I think really, I'm more, the only part of me that would want to see a Biden versus Trump election, and it's oh not God. because I want that reality, I just want to see one debate. Oh my God. Both of them, like, their brains think, are coming out of their ears, and it's just like, I, I can't even imagine. I like watching Hillary Clinton go up against Trump with the future of the country painful on the line, like almost gave me a heart attack I, yeah, the first time. It was like yeah. the closest I've ever felt. Like my heart hurt the entire <laughs> night and the entire next day. Like I felt You're getting Ill. arm pains. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Which is, debate? The stalking like, one? Uh, yeah, oh, the stalking boy. one. Yeah. Because that I, was like, I can't yeah. survive a Biden Trump general. I, I can't survive. I don't it. think I could. I can't do it. I'm oh, not I couldn't survive either. I'm just any of this. Uh, so that's <laughs> he. Um, he will like challenge him to like a fucking push-up. Con- all right, and oh, they'll do it. All right, they'll Jack, do it. Oh my good lord, they'll do it. He'll be like, actually, I need my running shoes. <laughs> Got my two-inch flats, my lifts that I wear. What's his name for Biden? Is it Sleepy Joe? Yeah, yeah, Sleepy, yeah. Sleepy Joe and good. Crazy Bernie. Mini uh, Mike, I think, is the newest one that I thought was pretty good. Right, yeah. that was uh, Sunday night after the Super Bowl. He just went on a tear about how short Mike Bloomberg is. That was his chosen oh, line Lord. of attack. The irony, because many people talk about the weird lifts that Trump wears in his shoes to add a couple He's inches to his to. height. Definitely has. Well, um, when you see him next to people that are like actually six one, you're like, you're six such one. Such a at weirdly most. shaped man, right? Oh, is he really shorter than people say? I didn't realize. That. <laughs> I mean, that's that's I the mean, rumor. Most I celebrities couldn't believe are, it. So, uh, yeah, take their height and knock two inches off. Anyways, the caucus. I, I went into this week, you know, wondering what. Like, how how does it work? I knew it was like you could change your vote if, like, your person wasn't getting that much. It's really like the – you know how the trading floor at the stock exchange is, like, live-action capitalism where people are like, buy, buy, sell, right, yeah. like, yeah. yelling at each other. Things, yeah, yeah. Finger moves. I only know that from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's yeah. really all I know it from, too. Trading and, like, places. <laughs> other movies where, yeah, they just show cutaways to that. But it's, like, this weird – thing that you wouldn't expect to exist other than as a dramatization of like the system right. that runs our country. Yeah. Like that's what caucusing feels like to me. It's like, okay, if you're voting for this person, go stand in that corner. If you're voting for the, this other person, stand in that corner. And then like, if you don't have enough people, then they're like, come vote for my guy. And like, they're, there's yeah, they're actually, called alignments. Yeah. It's like kickball teams. Right. It's it's like picking teams. Um, so weird. Well, that's a thing that's like also interesting when a lot of people look at the polling about it. The polling about the caucuses aren't a good indicator of how the caucuses go because after that first alignment, right, when you, you, you corner off, 
then whoever doesn't get to 15%, that viability threshold, now you court those people right. who stood for a candidate there. And from there, there's like internal dynamics there. Like, you know, like where, where does a Sanders supporter, where would a Sanders supporter go if they're, if Sanders didn't hit 15% in that first alignment, right. where does a, where does a, a Buttigieg supporter go? Right. So it's not, it's not exactly that, you know, Biden or Bernie will always get these percentages there. It's just that for, then from there, there's these internal dynamics at play too. So there's all, there's going to be a lot of shifting and there's so many ways that people can get to that threshold that it's a little more complex than I, th- I think we all imagine. Yeah, I, I think NPR was pointing out that uh, both Obama and Jimmy Carter used wins in Iowa to like sort of solidify themselves as front runners. Um, it's just, it's it's like I was saying with the horse race thing of like people changing allegiances based on who's electable. Like this is not a diverse group of voters. This is not a representative group of voters. Like when it compared to the rest of the right. country, the only thing it has is that it controls the media narrative. And so the media is, yeah. again, it's just right. like this self-reflexive yeah. thing where it's like, well, he won the first one. So we're going to cover it as if he's like the winner or sure. she, right. you know, it establishes the narrative going forward. Right. But it's like that. I don't know. It, it just all seems Wait, guys, so, is our system bad. Seems, Does it need a refresher <laughs> an update? Right. Uh, anyways, but shout out to all those people who are going back to Iowa to caucus. Yes, shout yeah. out to them because there are a lot of people I know, like even in LA, who are like, "Nah, I kept my like residency there, so yeah. like I can fucking go and caucus." In oh, this. really? Yeah. Oh, wow. There are people who I know, uh, like are like there are funds to help people go back to caucus, even where they're wow. like, or people are driving people to Iowa to be like, "Hey, you still got your residence there?" Right. Let's get you there. Let's get you in the right in the right corner. Yeah. So the thing we talked about with like the the room where people are standing in different corners based on the who they're sorting supporting room. and yeah, the sorting hat room. The first alignment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, there will be 1679 of those. Uh, wow. And uh, there will also be satellite caucuses, 60 in the United States, 24 international uh, with people from Iowa who just can't get back to Iowa and um, yeah, there will be a first round of votes. And then if you are determined not to have reached, if your group hasn't, uh, reached the 15%, uh, necessary, uh, you will be chained to somebody else and have to <laughs> knife fight them like in the beat it video. Right, a circle form. Right. Wait, what's going on? <laughs> you know what to do. Uh, no. one of the guys who's in that fight, uh, or in that video is the guy from New York undercover. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, Michael, whatever his name is. Deep trivia. Yeah, he's like he was a dancer back in the day. Wow. You can just, see it in the way he moves. Yeah, yeah, just a little, you know, just a little tidbit for my New York undercover fans <laughs> from the yeah. name. Michael DiLorenzo, that was his name. Turns out, uh, yeah, that knife fight was not uh, accurate to how knife real knife fights <laughs> right. actually go. It goes. colored more, our, a generation's perception <laughs> more, of knife yeah. fighting. More the influenced worse. by dance. Than, <laughs> I mean, uh, the way they do it, yeah. the yeah, bending like, graceful. I'm surprised Noah been like, let me just stab you the fuck out of your arm. Right. right. <laughs> that was some West Side Story shit. It was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They have good For core sure. strength. Four um, years of tap. After the first round, you are able oh, back to, to that. yeah. After the first sorting, they uh, you're able to like switch sides, go to one of the groups that has more. There's like realignment groups that then 
will express a preference. It's all yeah, very... people courting you to be like, yeah. "Hey, you're you're a Tulsi person. Why don't you come over here?" Right. right. They're, they're waving you across the room. Yeah. Hey, okay, get over here. That's happening live in the room. Yeah, that's wow. like a thing that is illegal in other voting situations. Like right. you're you're not allowed to like try to influence somebody's decision as they're approaching the polling. This is like. You step into the voting booth, and there are a hundred different people trying That's to crazy. pull you into like one side or the other. It's just, and there's a lot of people uh, that are still undecided going into this situation. Which I don't know how you're undecided at this point. Yeah, it's just like, especially in Iowa, anyone who's undecided like scares me. I'm like, what? I mean, look, I get if you just like don't pay attention to politics at all, and you're just kind of like disengaged, but like. You know, if you're in Iowa, there's so much focus. They're all there. It's just like, how have you not made a decision? Yeah. I, I know it's weird. Well, it turns out we're all okay because children's books are here to save us. Thank God. Uh, oh. So our writer, J.M. <sighs> McNabb, has- So the books are going to save us? Uh, has a child. I can take my hands so off the wheel. Like... I can stop caring. Good. Books got it. Uh, so our, one of our writers, Jay McNabb has a son who is in junior kindergarten and they pick a book once a week at the school library. And the one he picked was called Bully. And it was about a frog, uh, with a bunch of wilting flowers for hair that were, are sort of orangish. And it turns out it is, uh, explicitly influenced by Trump and it's a, it's a big metaphor. Pro, pro Trump. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> he had the most beautiful flowers book. on his head. It's a perfect book. Look at this frog. Kick every other frog's ass. Go with the winner. <laughs> Look how big my fucking frog feet are. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's. So he kind of did some research, and there, it, there are a bunch of different sort of ideologically influenced children's books being published. Uh, in 2018, Scholastic published a book called President Donald Trump. Uh, as part of their rookie biography series, and uh, it, you know, was just a very straightforward book that was like he became a president. Millions of Americans are counting on to improve their lives, and uh, there was this the poem. end. <laughs> yeah, and it worked out. I mean, because on if you were to be honest about it, you, it would be too explicit for a children's book, right? That's right. true. It's like he has been credibly accused of sexual <laughs> right. assault, kids. Right. Yeah, what do you do about that? Right. They're, uh, they're going to have enough time in their life when they're like uh, scared and in pain. Let let the children just be children yeah. for a bit. Or just don't make the book. It yeah. says, a poem about Donald Trump. His buildings reached into the sky. His businesses just grew and grew. Then Trump became our president. People wanted something new. The end. So that's was written by a child. Book. That's in the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, 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 wow. His businesses just grew and grew. Uh, there's also the pumpkin and the pantsuit. So th- this is uh, oh, a story that is wildly um, but discouraging to me. This, because this is, is a ridiculous. The cover yeah, art. We're alone looking at the pumpkin and the pantsuit. It's, is, uh, it's just. It's really something, folks. Mind altering. <laughs> I don't want to see that ever. They again. somehow made Trump don't actually look like a wrinkled pumpkin uh, with weird eyebrows and. I'm and I'm guessing they've reduced Hillary to a pantsuit. Yes, yes. Look, we're still going to be relitigating 2016 in like 40 years. These yeah. kids are going to have time to go through this pain. Right. Don't do it to them now. <laughs> Let them just play for a little bit before it descends upon them. There's uh, Liza Jane and the Dragon, where a dragon uh, 
with an orange mane uh, is hired to be Liza's new parent, and then she realizes that uh, the dragon kind of sucks. The lying wait, I'm sorry, king was hired to be uh, a new dragon. Yeah, hires hires a dragon. Is that like a job opening where you're like, I think so, all right, yeah. dragon, you're hired yep. to play my father. You don't yeah. need like a subtle analogy to teach children to hate right. the things you hate. That's the point of having children. Right. You teach them to hate the things that you hate, and it's very easy. Openly. You just tell them, <laughs> yeah. this sucks, and we all hate it. And they're like, okay, got it. Yeah. They're screwed up for and life. And then, yeah, they're screwed up for life. They spend the rest of their life trying to undo the prejudices of their yep. parents. And, that, you know, we have a good system. We don't need the <laughs> subtle analog- analogies in books. Uh, there's also the Lying King about a warthog <laughs> who lies in order to gain power, and the King who banned the dark uh, t- about a king who installs artificial sun, but citizens revolt when nobody can sleep. That actually sounds kind of cool. Yeah. What so. is that? I, what's the met? Wait. Uh, uh, okay. Because he doesn't like the dark. Yeah. Then I he don't ban- know. Oh, right. so it's about getting just like. Uh, vilifying things we don't know or and he's also of. a rapist that yeah. part's pretty on the nose yeah i think <laughs> yeah, that, that part was, too uh, and then a book called the wall um <laughs> it's i mean it makes sense right I, like people feel very powerless right. to try and affect sure. change with people who are fully formed adults so if you're making kids books you're like well the way i can yeah. fight back is to Get at least have young. these things and indoctrinate them with these kinds of stories that but, makes sense yeah I mean, I don't. The other thing is, I don't know how many kids are going to go. Wait a second, the pumpkin in the pantsuit. This is about wait Donald Trump, minute. right? What are you trying to tell? So, me? in yeah. a way, you don't need to go this sort of hard on those images. Yeah. If you're, as long as you're the lessons there. But what the fuck do I know? I'm not a child development. I want to see the the pro Trump books. You, right. They got to be out there. The oh, perfect yeah. phone call. Daddy, read me the perfect phone <laughs> yeah. call again. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We like. There's a whole generation of like nine to 17 year olds who are currently being uh you know turned into conservatives by youtube videos that's so true. maybe this is like the the generation coming up behind them but uh if this is what uh progressives have I- instead of youtube videos uh progressivism might be in some trouble yeah and I'll, yeah i mean there's there's also deeper lessons than like it's bad to be a bully, right? Yeah. And I think I'm sure there are plenty of books that aren't so narrowly trying to be like, <laughs> I, I I got this kids book in the form of a got Trump disc. Yeah. But like <laughs> truly like sh- like stories about empathy, which there I've read books like sure. that uh, that Giving actually tree. achieve that. Yeah. Uh, Classics. Giving Tree is dark as fuck. It is dark as fuck. Holy it's, shit. A lot of children's books are fucked up. It's just a metaphor for being a parent that is like passive aggressive about how selfish children are. It really is. And then they die. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a good <laughs> lesson. It's die. actually a good lesson. No, it's a Shit's good lesson for there. parents. I don't know if it's a good lesson for children. Well, it's like if you have kids, they're just going to use you up and then you're going to die. But what do, what do the kids get out of that? I don't understand why that's Maybe, good. Maybe hey, people will stop having children and it'll it'll help with uh, overpopulation. Oh, no. Just don't have kids. Uh, that's uh, the lesson here. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with uh, the big game. <laughs> And we're back. And guys, I, guys. in honor of sports journalism, <laughs> uh, I want to just go through some winners and losers from the Super Bowl night. 
so the big winner of the night, I'm going to say, has to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, their coaching staff and players, uh, they scored the most points. They were the ones who were <laughs> given the championship more. trophy. Solid analysis. Uh, the numerical value of their point total was greater than that of their opponents. Now on the losing side, the 49ers Uh-oh. of San Francisco. Not as many points. They had the most points at first, mm. but then they stopped scoring points, and the Chiefs scored more points than they did, uh, which was a big mistake by their coach and their players. Um yeah. Bad strategy, if you ask yeah. me. I would have simply scored more points. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. yeah. I agree, but that's just me. I'm not like a football coach. Yeah, I don't know. Um, all right. Some other winners and losers. All right. Next segment. <laughs> and <laughs> moving the on. end of that one. In-depth analysis. <laughs> uh, did you guys watch the big game? I ate a bunch of mofongo, Puerto Rican food. Nice. Passed Ooh. the fuck out by like the that. third quarter. Okay. I, I did catch. I saw the last 10 minutes. I did not see barely after I all my energy left me digesting food watching the the halftime. That's show. how it should be. Your yeah. most of your energy should be digesting food. I, I, I watched the end. I would uh, love yeah. to see the ratings. What actually happened to the ratings after the halftime show? Like if because, people turned it off. Yeah, my well, like everybody I'm talking to was like, yeah, and then I stopped kind of paying attention after the halftime show. That yeah. really seems like. Pepsi is knocking it out of the park. That's one of my winners, gang. Pepsi, <laughs> PepsiCo. crushing it. Generation next, am I right? <laughs> uh, well, I w- so I'm going to say a big winner, Shakira. Wow, uh, I feel yeah. like went up in the estimation of uh, everyone who isn't a pearl-clutching conservative mom. Uh, very specifically, moms sure. were the only ones who had a problem. Jeb, and the uh, Spanish Jeb government. Bush was about it. Oh, was the Spanish government upset? <laughs> well, apparently she's being uh, accused of tax like, dodging. $12 million tax But evasion. she paid it off right away. Well, okay. that's, about, she that's was a baller like, move. How much? Gosh, I got you. Just peeled all oh, the bills. How much Cut Spanish government? Oh, I got you. I, I got you right here. Face. I got to go do the Super Bowl fucking halftime show. Did you see Hero. Jeb Bush tweeted? It was like, best halftime show ever. It's like, yeah, we can hear your boner through yeah. your tweet. Please, oh, please clap. Uh, please clap. Please clap for these women. Uh, also, I didn't notice, oh, what? go ahead. No, I was just thinking like, you know, obviously JLo did her thing like on the pole dancing. That was definitely something I feel like people were that like, was one of what the heck? And I remember, you know, a lot of it just makes me think of Janet Jackson. You know what I mean? Yeah. She 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 went through the breach. When were first. all nation atoned to what happened to Janet? Never. Right. Totally unfair. Never. Because you know, I think who was Jamel Hill or somebody said something like, you know, Janet would had to sacrifice so J Lo could do the work. The it's pole true. At the half <laughs> it's fucking show. true. That was one of the more impressive athletic feats of the night. Was J Lo on that pole? Effortless, dude. Unbelievable. Uh, and. Uh, I guess Shakira, according to uh, super producer Sophie Lichterman, Shakira was out searching J Lo five million to one million during the Super Bowl halftime yeah. show. Well, everybody On knows, J- you know, right. we're all familiar with J Lo. Shakira, yeah. you're like, oh, I kind of maybe forgot about Shakira. Yeah, hey, might okay. have forgot. What's up? Yeah, uh, and she was here to remind you. She was what forty three, and J Lo's fifty. That, My goodness, that, yeah. what demon did they do a deal with? Right. I mean, they are very rich. Yeah, right. and at a certain level, not having to work like right. a stressful job. Sure. To exist yeah can do wonders on your skin what's your secret not having any stresses that happens so much on twitter where people like post some slip they're like how does it look how does she look as good it's like they are extremely well made it's actually pretty easy yeah uh you know but they did look good so shout out to them yeah the the show though one thing i will say is i was like from end to end i'm like this is a fucking show 
Right. There was something, it was a whole thing. It was not just like, and now this band at the other side of the field, and right. this guy will walk among the crowd. Right. It yeah. felt, everything was just like so, I didn't, I was very cynical. I was like, all right, here we go. And I was like, wow. Right. Shakira opened your heart. She opened my heart. You didn't yep. expect it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, meanwhile, the conservative site Drudge Report is calling it the Super Bowl ass time show because hey, that sounds uh, like an endorsement to me. I don't know. That <laughs> sounds good. Butt on I display. Like oh uh, yeah. At first, I was like, "What is her assless chap situation?" And I'm like, "What's the weird silver underneath?" I didn't realize she had multiple costumes on. Of course. And then I found out because I'm a lame brain. Right. You were thinking one costume and. No. You are a fool, <laughs> you idiot. I'm Jalen, wear one fucking thing. Get away. I got five on right now. Uh, in terms of ads, I feel like Mike Bloomberg had, it, it was basically, so Trump ran during an early part of the Super Bowl, he ran an ad that was basically oh appropriating God. a uh, older woman of color uh, who is a supporter of his. And being like, hey, look at this one black woman <laughs> who I did one. a nice thing for, uh, so I'm good. Right? That was the Alice Johnson one, right? <laughs> that was the Alice Johnson one. And then Mike Bloomberg had one that was like very reminiscent of that later on in the game, which I feel like was probably a bad look for Bloomberg. I mean, I don't, it's, it's weird. Just for the Alice Johnson one, right? That wasn't a thing that Donald Trump wanted to do. That was something brought to his attention, and he was like very opportunistic right. in, in hearing this case out. So in the end, they took very narrowly her being grateful that her being like in prison wrongfully uh, like had been you know uh, rectified by this president. But they were just being like, yep, and that means all people of color, all African-Americans right. also stand by our that president. That means uh, we're good with everybody, right? Cool. Okay, cool. And remember how he treated getting ASAP Rocky out of prison? Yeah. You better thank me. You no, I will they, not. Like he made him swear an allegiance, and then ASAP Rocky was like, no, I'm not going to do that. You can keep calling. That, <laughs> um, thinks that, thank you, uh, that gratitude uh, soundbite will not be coming. But who knows what kind of deals went on behind the scenes? Uh, I mean, I don't. I'm not cynical about that because I understand, you know, yeah, getting her situation, and then Kim Kardashian somehow being the broker of this whole deal. Right. But yeah, I think it's just very disingenuous to just take that example to somehow be like, yeah, and who has your back? Right, Trump, baby. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> this get the fuck out of here. Yeah, the um, Bloomberg one too was. I mean, look. It, yeah, it was just interesting because it's Fox, though. There was even like that Fox Nation. There was all kinds of weird Fox. This is just the beginning there. of terrible ads. Right, yeah. we're we're entering a nightmare of uh, which we cannot conceive. I, the Google ad that that seemed to like break through on social media. The Google one was like Google. Remember that she used to love yes. dancing in the dark or whatever. Yes. Oh yeah, what was that? What, yeah, like. Kamal Nanjiani was like, uh, d never thought a Google app would make me cry. And like I saw a lot of people uh, s saying similar stuff, and that just that ad bummed me out. Like just broadly as a culture and a species, yeah. that like <laughs> yes. there's something so depressing about this company that just stores all our communications and hive mind and learns and just drinks up our intelligence and uses it to sell shit to us. And in this ad. They're not even, they're not like, hey, look over here at our like sexy uh, musicians by our brown sugar water. They're like, 
we will replace your memory. Like, it's, yeah, right. what was the point? Was is there a feature I don't know about? Right, I'm not even sure what the, the high, hypothetical the high example is supposed to be here. He's saying stuff out loud to remind him to remember stuff about his wife that the videos and pictures are reminding him of. And then, like, there's a Google is represented by like an Alexa like voice or like right. the, their Hey Google assistant. But like, what is she? So then she just like repeats stuff back to you when you. I don't know. I mean, I think it was one of those things where it didn't matter what the technology was they were pitching. It right. was just this idea that most right. people have seen an older family member go through some kind of yeah, cognitive decline. Yeah, it seems decline. like pretty exploitative. And that's all it was. It was working you on that level. Oh, God. Yeah. And, you know, I uh, you know, lost my grandmother recently like to in similar circumstances. And part of me was just sort of turned off by this, though, too, because it seems so apparent yeah. what they yeah. were trying to do. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, don't try and fucking hit me from that angle. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to get the heart, heartstrings going. But yeah. I could see, I could, I can easily see why you could watch that though and be overcome. It's like the "This Is Us" of commercials, where they're just like, "Let me find something to go straight into your heart, yeah, right. and blow it the fuck up." Oh god! Yeah. Uh, Facebook had a bunch of ads where they tried to align themselves with like fun subcultures instead of you know monolithic destroyers of communication right. and the internet. The best though was that. Sliced alone cameo at the end. Yeah, he's like, yeah, who they oh, expect? What about me? And you're like, yo, your plastic yeah. surgery, your Botox, my man, <laughs> looks great, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who is your guy? Because the work is strong. Also, did you notice that like those Procter and Gamble like human centipedes versions of commercials where it's like nine brands in yeah. one, and then like it would leak over into the next one. With it like, worked for Avengers, so why wouldn't it work for... Yeah. I was I was confused, and then I'm like, nah, this is just remind people that like four companies own all the things you buy right, normally, exactly. and that's right. why they're all under one commercial. Yeah, and uh, Budweiser had that typical American ad uh, where they used video from the 2016 uh, Charlotte Uprising civil unrest uh and like showed one of the protesters hugging a Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department right. officer right. Uh, as like a sign of, you know, that 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 was like the moment of bravery. That I'm not against that highlight. guy cashing in on that because I don't. Well, did they cash in or did they just say, well, we bought the rights to that news clip and oh we'll yeah, just maybe. And I was we'll assuming they got commercial. his permission or they had to get his permission by yeah. law to put he it on has TV. Said he's like good with it, so. Maybe free beer for life, right? I, you know, if someone, right. I don't really particularly like Budweiser. But uh, like, hey, but Budweiser hangovers, man. Have you ever had those? It's because they have uh, rice in them. Uh, <laughs> uh oh, here we go. <laughs> Wasn't that last Super Bowl when Bud Bud Light took the shot at everybody and was like, "We don't use right. rice, right?" Or uh, corn, no, syrup corn syrup or whatever. Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in 2017, they made an ad uh, chronicling the immigrant story of their founder and like the hardships. He faced for being German, uh, like people were like, "You're not wanted here. Go back home." And then it was like sort of pro-immigration, and that caused like Trump supporters to start a Budweiser boycott. That they can't sustain that. That crippled. There, that crippled no, the company. Right. right exactly. Sadly, they've uh, they're they've gone in bankruptcy. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This ad seems deserving of the controversy it's generating. Has a conservative boycott ever been effective? Um. I think just to, when they, I don't know, no. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, when they boycotted human of... decency. <laughs> right, right. That one's a long standing. Yeah, that one's that one's going that one's pretty been well. Going well right now. Um, but I think you think of like, remember, you know, it was going to be Nike, yeah, RIP. It was, like, was going to be so uh, Cruig, K Cups, K Pods, right. gone. Yeah. Volvo decimated. Starbucks has never recovered. Wait, Volvo. I think I think one of those there was one company it might not have been that explicit but it was one of those companies that was teetering with the Tucker Carlson advertising right. Like, oh right right because when when Keurig went out they're like fuck Keurig oh yeah they threw the coffee makers out the or window. they found two people on the internet that did, that did I feel yeah. like even then most even if you are like a conservative with like Trump brain you're gonna be like dude that's a fucking expensive I can't just throw that shit away <laughs> yeah exactly culturally I, I do think the Starbucks thing is broke through because uh, the one of the women who went viral being like, this is basically porn about the halftime show. Right. Uh, if you looked on her timeline, she was like, sometimes I feel like good about myself for claiming that I don't go to Starbucks, but then later that day I go to Starbucks. Oh, God. Uh, like, I roll. What was their problem with Star- I don't even, what was the problem with Starbucks again? I don't remember. <laughs> it's, it's like any number of things like where they said, I think it was like they were going to hire dreamers or something. Right. Or have like, or they were gonna give like uh, jobs to people who were trying to gain citizen. It was something that was showing that they were being empathetic oh, towards people who were trying to get citizenship, I believe, and that kicked it all off. Sure, awesome. Uh, yeah, that's that's plenty the about one, the big uh, game. The Go one, ahead. I was just gonna say, uh, Wolford Brimley came to life on Twitter yesterday. Yes, all I right. saw that. He came to life on Super Bowl Sunday because. People kept mistaking him with Andy Reid. Oh my god! And someone was like, someone tweeted, "Is like, is the Chiefs coach the diabetes guy?" <laughs> right. And then like Wolford Brimley will quote tweet that he goes, "No, I'm the diabetes guy." <laughs> <laughs> Wilford Brimley's continued cultural relevance is just it's so fun. Yeah, it's just good he, to have him around. I'm like, what did he do before the diabetes shit? He was in mad movies. He used yeah. to be in tons of movies. He I was mean, in Waco, Texas Ranger. It's time for a Brimley resurgence. Cocoon. Yes, Cocoon. Uh, a Brimasance? A Brimasance. <laughs> we, we need a Brimasance stat. Yeah. It was Andy Reid. It was good to uh, see him finally win one. Sure. He's like one of those dudes who doesn't- Long-suffering. Long-suffering, looks like- I don't know. His personality type is walrus, but he actually, <laughs> like, when you see him interviewed, seems like just kind of a big teddy bear guy. Yeah. Uh, and he, it seemed like when he won, his body just immediately made him drunk because he was just <laughs> so like in the post game interviews. He was like, it's great, man. It's all great. And the guy was like, yeah, yeah, no, we got, we got that, but like he wasn't like hearing anyone's question. Uh, Overcome. Overjoyed. Talked about how he was about to eat the biggest cheeseburger you've ever seen, and said he didn't spend the night with the trophy; he spent it with his trophy wife. Hey, which is kind of a been, dick thing to say here about your own wife, your wife who you've been married to since right. 1981, and right. with whom you. Have no, that's a compliment kids. though. Yeah, because, that's a compliment, right. Because, because I've reduced you to a trophy, but right. a tro- only winners get trophies. So you see, that's why. Yeah, but his general vibe, you assume is going to be one thing. And uh, also he is the, if you haven't seen the image of him in the uh, pump pass and kick competition as a child uh, where he is, looks like a grown man. <laughs> it's pretty compared wild. To, yeah. Like all these children who come up to his waist. Wait, Andy Reed was, you haven't seen that. I see this I have still pic- image. It looks of like a, an adult man. It with looks children. like <laughs> like someone is lying about their age to get on a pop Warner team. Yes. Yeah. That's, 
He's, that he's, was Andy that's Reed. Andy Reid as that's a Andy child. As a big child. boy, big boy from day one. On on the national stage as a child, just dwarfing everybody else. Dude, he could rip these kids' heads off. <laughs> yeah, no, easily. Uh, wow. But he was, they called him the Walrus. Yeah, <laughs> in it for the love of the game. Uh, anyways, uh, that is going to do it for today's episode. Carl, thank you so much it's for joining us. It's been a pleasure, us. guys. Thank uh, you so much. Where can people find you, follow um, you? I have a comedy food podcast that I host with a chef. It's called Yelling About Pate. You can uh, <laughs> listen to that on iTunes, and uh, we're on Instagram, at Pod. That's Y-A-P-P-O-D. I'm on Instagram and Twitter as well, at Carl Hess, K-A-R-L-H-E-S-S. Um, you know, tell me your thoughts on different types of alcohol. There mm-hmm. you go. Uh, is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Yeah, so I've been really loving the uh, the Bernie asking ha- has how it's become a meme, where it's like uh, this still of Bernie in the jacket, and it was like you know asking for money, but now people are putting in uh, all all kinds of fun stuff. And uh, Corey Johnson on Twitter at Corey T Johnson had a fun one where it's. I'm once again asking, can I hit your jewel? It's just great. <laughs> it really made me laugh out loud when I scrolled by, which doesn't happen a lot on Twitter.com. I laughed out loud, and it's just, the Bernie meme is just, it's been bringing me joy. <laughs> uh, Miles, where can people find you? Twitter, you? Instagram, at Miles of Gray, and on my other podcast, 420 Day Fiance. We talk about the hit reality show, 90 Day Fiance, with Sophia Alexandra. Uh, some tweets I like. Um, just because we were talking a little bit about these commercials, Jesus Nice at Jesus Nice t- uh, tweeted, "You can tell how evil a company is by how touching their Super Bowl ad attempts to be." Mm, it's very, true. very, very true. Astute. Um, there's another one that's from uh, at Jen underscore Tisdale. It says, "This morning I received an unsolicited uh, dick pic via Instagram from a man I do not know. What follows is a beautiful story I wove about an app I made up yes. that should exist. Enjoy." So the first pane is clearly cropped off. There is some kind of dick pic. You don't know, but you see right. weird skin. Enough. Uh, then it says. Then her response is, sorry, whatever image you sent isn't coming through. I have a photo blocker on IG. And it said, ah, okay. It's very, and then her response, it's very useful for women. The man responds, sorry, it was basically a really shitty joke. Then she responds, yeah, because sometimes very sad men, and I mean the saddest men. And it goes, and the pick was the punchline. She's like, men so, so sad that women never touch them. You know the kind? Men so incredibly sad and unfuckable. They try to send inappropriate pics. So I downloaded an app that blocks them. And he responds, you're dead right. They're animals. <laughs> she responds, it's called cock block, oh which is God. funny because that's what happens to those dudes in real life, which is something I cannot identify with because I am beautiful and terribly smart. It must suck to never, ever fuck. And then she puts a bunch of shrug emojis oh to the God. guys. And he goes, if that's the actual name of the app, the creator needs to be given a Nobel Prize. And she responds, it's also very intuitive. He's like, it's brilliant. <laughs> what? What? He's, right. He's just says, going with it. She says, it immediately sends the image and profile to the local police. I will get a call from local law enforcement asking when I can come in to file a sexual harassment report. Oh, my God. And then it's and then, she, then her last uh, message to the guy is, men who have sent me dick pics have been arrested. It's wild. LOL, one guy lost his job and his wife. <laughs> oh Technology God. is wild. It's like a whole fucking... Thing. I, I that saw that and I, I want to know the follow-up because I would love to know if he messaged her after that. I also tried to look at his Instagram profile and he has it protected. Uh, so. yep. yeah, I want the update. Famous. Jen, give us the update. 
some tweets I've been enjoying. Sarah Beatty tweeted, uh, when I see a girl tie a cherry stem with her tongue, I put a whole fish in my mouth and pull out the skeleton, then I leave with her boyfriend. Uh, and Dana Schwartz tweeted, Timothy Chalamet is so beautiful, I don't know if I want to have sex with him or feed him dry seed with my open palm, uh, which is something I can picture. Uh, it could be both. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at the... Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, Hello. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what song are we going to ride out on? We're going to go out on a track from... Denny LaFlair, uh, who I did not, I don't know what, I don't know what this person's about, but I started listening to their album. It's like a lot of cool instrumental sample based beats, uh, which I'm a huge fan of. Uh, and this one is, it's just very easy. It's just called Number 7 Intro. Uh, and it's just like the whole album is very easy to listen to. Uh, but if you like a little bit of little boom bap in your life, this will help scratch that itch. I so like boom number bap seven intro. and easy listening. Will this do it for me? Uh, it's a little bit of both. Okay. Uh, yeah, right. but it's not too aggressive. You know what I mean? Hot damn. Yeah. Well, great. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Uh, that is going to do it for this morning. We will be back later today with to tell you what is trending at that time, and we will talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.